Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Reset Podcast. I'm your host, Laura Mignot, and this is part of my 29 Days of Magic series, where I interview a Black woman a day for Black History Month. And today's episode, I am so delighted to have Kaina Cole, who's the author of Date Like a Woman. We had a great conversation. Uh, take a listen. Hey, Kai. Hey, how are you? Oh, you know, just interviewing people for Black History Month, the usual. <laughs> Thank you for inviting me. I feel really, really special to get invited on your show. I've been trying to get here for a while. <laughs> I know. Scheduling is special. Um, so we'll dive right in. So the first question is always the same. I'm always delighted by the answers, and I'm sure yours will be no different. So Kai, what was your first job? My first job, I was a lifeguard, believe it or not. In fact, it's a weird, really? I'd be like a little black history fact. I was the youngest lifeguard hired at the National Capital YMCA in Washington, DC at the time. So I think I was 15 when I was hired and they had never hired anybody that young. <laughs> wow. And why, were you like an Olympic swimmer? Like why did they- Well, I, you know, I think if I had had the opportunity, I probably would have been in the Olympics, but I was, you know, I was a really fast swimmer. I was on the swim team. I was on the Tacoma Park Recreation Center swim team. And I did win second place citywide um, when I was 14, something like that. Okay. So I was a very strong swimmer. So yeah, my first job, <laughs> I was a lifeguard. <laughs> wow. I, that, no, okay, that's a new one. I mean, I'm 200 and some odd episodes in and that is, you were the first lifeguard I think I've ever, job we've, I've ever had on the show. It'll make it more interesting. My father was a lifeguard in Atlantic City. He grew up in Atlantic City and he was a lifeguard when he was a young man, teenager too. So I it was, I don't know. I'm like generational lifeguards. He wow. ended up becoming what a physician. Are the, what, are the, what are the odds for the two generations of black lifeguards on right. the East Coast? Yeah. California, like that, that there's gotta be a, a story behind that one. Yeah, uh, especially in Atlantic City. I don't know if you've heard of Chicken Bone Beach. Um, Someone yeah. actually wrote a book about it. So my dad, you know, was raised in Atlantic City. So he was a lifeguard at Chickabone Beach. So there's a whole history behind it. But yes, I was a lifeguard. That was my first job. <laughs> wow. Um, that's awesome. See, I, that's why I said I love doing this because I'm always delighted by the stories I get, to, I get to capture as part of this. So, okay. You go from being the youngest lifeguard to the author of Date Like a Woman. What was that career journey like? Oh gosh, oh, this <laughs> career journey. I, I, no one would believe the different things I've done. Um, I would. <laughs> okay, so let's see, let's go. I went to college, I went to Harvard undergrad. And then when I was graduating, I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I, I had taken some law classes mm -hmm. and was like, oh, these are cool. Maybe I'll go to law school, but I wasn't sure. So I only applied to one law school. Um, and I said, you know what, if I get in, I'll go. If I don't, I'll do something else. So it was just kind of like, we'll let the universe decide where I'm gonna, what I'm gonna do next. Um, I ended up getting in. So I went to Howard School of Law. Um, graduated from there, ended up working at an entertainment law firm in Atlanta left Atlanta, came to California, and I ended up working in tech. Um, I still working in tech, but decided to write a book somewhere in between Atlanta and California. And the reason I, why I decided to write a book is that I was just on Twitter and, list, you know, you read the tweets of, and social media posts about dating. And I'm like, man, people got dating just 
all messed up. This is crazy. And I tweeted out, maybe I should write a book about dating. And somebody actually answered and said, yes, you should. And I was like, yeah, I will. And that's how I ended up writing Date Like a Woman. Like that was, that's the real story. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. So I need to know, how do I date like a woman? Oh, God. Apparently, I'm, apparently I'm not doing it right. Well, one, I, you know, there's so many things that influence dating. So there's the, you know, societal expectations of women. And that actually, I think, harms women in their dating life. Um, I think that women really struggle with dating because of how we're expected to be when, you know, out dating in the world of like love and relationships. And so, a lot of the stuff that we're taught we're supposed to want or supposed to do kind of harms women in the long run and makes it very frustrating. And my book kind of takes that, points it out, learn, you know, helps you navigate around the sexism that is involved in dating and, you know, points out that you can have a great dating life. Like the goal isn't to get married or to have a relationship, but to enjoy your dating life, period. Um, and so far, women really like my book. They write me, they tell me how much it's helped them and tell them, tell me how much they, you know, it opened their eyes to the things that they thought were the right way to go, but really was kind of pushing them into like stressful things, stressful relationships. And so I'm glad I wrote it, but it's been a journey. And I, it also opened up the world of all the crazy stuff that is out there, like the femininity schools. And then, you know, I don't know if my friend Tracy told you because that's how we met, but I don't know if she told you that I exposed the cult by giving uh, the victims of the cult my my website as a platform to tell their stories. So it just, it's- Whoa, 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 back up, back up. <laughs> yeah, it was, girl, it's been a crazy few years, listen. <laughs> how, how does one expose a cult? So, you know, social media- What had happened was- What had happened was, okay, y'all ready for this story. So what had happened was, I was on an internet and I saw this post about wife school. Have you heard of wife school? Like, yes, it's trash. Right, okay. So I was like, this is fake. Like, this is not real. This is crazy. So what I did at the time was I challenged the lady who ran the wife school, you know, to an interview. Oh, that crazy lady? Yeah. Yeah, the crazy one. So what ended up happening is, of course, she ignored me. But because she ignored me, I made a post that said, if you're a victim of the wife school, because people kind of, you know, you kind of get hints and stuff around like something bad is happening. But you know, I didn't have anything concrete. So I put on my website, if you're a victim of wife school, you want to tell your story. And I asked all these questions and it was a form people could fill out. And next thing you know, people were filling out these forms. And then it, we realized that how bad it was. So I was posting these interviews from these people, from these women, and they're telling their stories and they're all on my website. There's like years worth of interviews on my website so if you want to go to date like a woman.com go backslash blog there are plenty of stories about the wife school at cult on there but that ended up giving their her victims a platform to tell their stories and it pretty much like at this point wife school is pretty much defunct but it was just a crazy ride because i was like how did i get here again like what happened <laughs> Like, how did this become like the thing? And and what has what has come from exposing the wife school is that suddenly people started emailing me every, you know, I still get a lot of emails from the different people who are taking advantage. And I, I have to say, 
black women are being victimized in multiple ways but one of the ways is making black women feel like they're less than because they're not married and then profiting off of that insecurity by creating these schools or these courses or you know these coaches to help them with their femininity or help them get a high value man it's just like there's a whole industry that is built around making black women feel bad about themselves and then taking their money so because of that i have gotten i don't know there's been several you know, teachers, quote unquote teachers that have been exposed through my website. And, you know, they keep coming and they, and the new one pops up every year and it just keeps going. But I mean, this is a thing now. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, it's totally. Okay. <laughs> so these poor women were getting fleeced. Yeah, thousands of dollars, not just a little bit of money, thousands. So that they could supposedly be in a better place to, uh, um, so they could get married or have a husband or something. It, it, and it did, you know, to the, to this day, they have not really shown these wonderful husbands that supposedly the wife school prepares you for. Um, it, and it's not just that wife school. It's, you know, there's a bunch of them out there. They're all, they, they all use the same thing. Let's make black women feel bad about themselves so we can take their money it's crazy. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. Yeah, girls, you got to go to the website. It's so much on there. I've been doing oh. this for years now. I think we exposed a wife school cult in 2018 and it's still a thing. Like there's still, she's still trying to scam. It's just, now. I mean, I remember seeing, I remember seeing that stuff on the internet being like, there's no way anyone falls with it. And you're right. But it's, it's actually a really larger thing about how, Black women are just made to feel less than, yes. and and they can be taken advantage of in so many and so many disgusting ways. I mean, right? And nobody cares. See the, like the nobody the, cares. Like the that's reason really why I actually went ahead and started posting these stories is because no one is thinking about how black women are being victimized financially because this is what they're making. They're making money off of us. Um, and, and making us feel bad for not being married, which is not a bad thing. I, I just, I have to keep saying that over and over. Some people don't want to get married and that's okay. And that's one of the society pressures that a lot of women feel like, oh, I'm not married. Something must be wrong with me. And it's right. like, no, you might not want to get married and that's okay. That might be who you are. And if you want to get married, that's okay too. But making women feel like they have to be a certain thing is really what influences our dating lives and when you let go of those you know pressures and just become yourself then you're free to really enjoy your dating life and that was why i wrote my book but then all of this other stuff came out of that so it was just a, it's been a wild ride <laughs> well you know i mean it's it, it it is so hard out there being a black woman and you know part of literally that's part of the reason why I decided to do this series because I was like you know what every day there's a black woman out there doing something really great and yeah. our our existence is an act of resistance yes I mean even where you know like I said I work in tech I still work in tech I am the only black woman at my company you know one of my goals to do is to change that but People don't know that every day we're overcoming really challenging circumstances and have no idea. Like we are thriving 
and doing amazing things and no one really sees that because we're doing it and we don't we don't run out and show everybody hey look at us we're doing this uh, we're very much like, like we got to get this work done that's that's like that has always been how i felt about my sisterhood with my my black women it's like we we just go out there and we get it done it doesn't matter whether we get you know uh any kind of accolades for it. we just do it <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this is the thing, and I think, and that's why I think these projects are so important and so impactful because I'm really tired of like, you know, disaster and struggle porn about black women, about, you mm -hmm. know, we're all, we're all getting killed, we're all getting scammed, we're all getting fleeced. Yes. Like, we can't be happy. Like, you know, it's a, if it's not a black man killing us, it's a white man killing us, it's the society. And I'm just like, I just, I need to come to a place of abundance. And yes. positivity. Yes. And so, like, please. I just, oh my God. Um, so we need we need to share great good stories. Yes. Uh, so what's probably one of your your kind of top two or three tips from the book? Um. Well, always be yourself. Um. You just be you. Like I I noticed. You know, even okay. So I wrote the book first, and then the craziness happened. What I noticed is that in my book, I'm like, you you can only be your best you. You know, that's all you need to be. If you're your best you, then you will attract all sorts of people to you. Um, the other thing I, I it's in my book is if you're not happy, you know, adding a person into your life is not going to make you happy. You gotta you gotta get to your place of happiness first. Like it has to be a priority. You have to take care of yourself, and you have to be your best self and you have to be happy. If you really want to enjoy life, you need to be happy about that. And let me see, what's the third one? Oh, that, and I say this in my book, you know, you're going to have feast or famine. Like one day you'll have all sorts of men coming at you. And then, you know, a couple of weeks later, it might be a little dry and that's normal. I don't think people realize that that's kind of a normal ebb and flow of dating. And a lot of people pointed that out in the book, like, oh, I never thought about it, but you're right. You know, people show up one day and then the next day it's kind of quiet. And right. I wrote my book before the pandemic. And so I don't know what pandemic dating is like right now. I have no awful. 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 So I don't really know because I, I'm no longer dating, but I need to like maybe do some updates because it's gotta be different now because we're not going out as much. You know, one of the things, oh, one of the things I always talk about in my book is like men who approach you out in public are always going to be the better date than anything online or in the internet where they just sent you a dm or something like that i'm trying to get women to avoid those but every time i say that out loud people get very upset at me <laughs> yeah it's just weird i mean listen pandemic dating has been my own personal life <laughs> <laughs> like, you have to tell me about it. like I need to talk to some more people about what is going on with the pandemic dating. People like, are out of their minds. Dudes are out of their minds. I mean, okay, if they are flaky before, they're even more flaky now. Uh huh. And also, I think I've changed in what I will and will not pull up with anymore. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not. I I've I've hit past the stage of all, well. I can see potential. No, I'm now over forty. <laughs> like so, I want you to have your stuff together. I don't have time. <laughs> I don't have time. I want to have kids, and I don't have time for this bullshit no more. <laughs> um, like no, 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 no. And also, I I think 
you you also realize what you're going to the kind of life you want to have mm. and like what you what you want out of your life and if you've gotten to this point and you've got a you know a moderate level of success like you don't want to go backwards right like you don't want to like you don't want like I, I the idea of struggling is just not in my universe anymore and or like well we'll figure it out together like yeah no sorry <laughs> not not my jam but I also think like the level of maturity that I, I will put up with it's like it's like it doesn't have to be insane anymore like you we, like we're not we can't travel as much as we'd like to so I have to be able to actually talk to you yeah. <laughs> like, like we all had those people we go out and go out well I don't need to actually talk to you but well, I learned over the pandemic the pandemic broke a lot of marriages and relationships a lot of marriages. a lot of people did not make it through did and, not make it through I have a but, lot of friends and <laughs> it was funny because in my book I talk all about compatibility like when it comes down to it you have to be compatible with somebody and, and and really the only way you find that is if you basically date a lot of people to see what first of all you need to know what you you know who you're compatible with and you learn about yourself while you're dating because there might be something you hadn't even noticed before and then somebody comes into your you know life and you're like wait I don't like that or I like that and you didn't know that before so dating helps you learn what you're who you're compatible with what kind of things make you compatible with someone else and what I learned from the pandemic is that people really found out they weren't compatible like they had to sit in a room like you know one thing I talk about dating being completely different in my book from relationships and I'm working on another book because I finally I just wrote a blog I finally you know got into a healthy relationship and we've been together for four years now um Congrats. and thank you and what I've learned is that you have to be able to sit in the room with each other and enjoy yeah. each other's company all the time you know there there has to be and, and that doesn't mean you're always together I'm just saying that the pandemic broke relationships because people realized they didn't like each other, <laughs> like yeah. at all. And you have to be able to do normal house boring stuff to survive a relationship. Relationships, uh, you know, 80% of the time, just everyday life, get up, eat breakfast, go to work or work. And, and now we're working from, from home. So, you know, everybody is in the same space, close quarters for a long time. And if you don't like each other, you're not going to make it. If you're not compatible, if you don't like kind of the same music, you like eating the same type of food, because that's what you're doing most of the time in the relationship. You're eating, you're hanging out with each other. It's not a lot of activity. It's just normal life. And normal life broke relationships because they had to just sit in the room together. And I just thought that was one of the most interesting things that came out of the pandemic is how many people ended up leaving each other. I was like, oh, wow. It was funny to watch, but it wasn't funny because I was like, okay, so that compatibility, you guys gotta gotta get there. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I have so many friends who broke up, got divorced, and like ran screaming away from each other. Even couples who I thought would be in it for the long haul. Like, right. Whoa. Yeah. And I think it's the thing. It's like you realize, like, can you sit and watch Housewives with me? Right. <laughs> like, right. That's, that's what's really, going on. Seriously, like we. <laughs> We, you know, I have a 13 year old, we as a family, we watch TV together, but we enjoy what we watch because we like the similar things. And it doesn't mean that there are things that each of us individually like, but there are, you know, for the most part, you have to enjoy each other's company, like on a regular everyday basis. And if you can't do that, you shouldn't be in a relationship with that person because 
over time, that's what's going to, you know, it, it's like the straw that broke the camel's back. It might not happen right away, but over time, it's going to break you. And a lot of people just ignore that. They're like, oh, I really like this person, even though they don't like the same things I like. Well, what are you going to talk about? What are you going to do? People don't really consider that, I think, because we have a romanticized idea of relationships and dating. They really do. It's like, you know, it's, it's the prince and the princess and it's all going to be all this awesome. Like, no, can you tolerate sitting next to somebody watching, I don't know, every Marvel movie on Disney Plus right. and ordering in three meals a day because you're trapped inside. Right. Uh, and if you can't do that, um, or can you just go on walks together? Can you, but I think, I think the biggest thing is, can you actually talk to that person about anything? Right. And, like, and, and it will not just be you're just kind of looking at each other like oh well, right. I've run out of things to say right it's so important that you are able to talk to the person share with the person be yourself with that person like if you can't fully be yourself if you're constantly and I always say everybody has a representative when they first start dating that's your representative but when the representative goes away can you fully be yourself in front of this person? Because if you can't, then that, that's a red flag. You know, I need every woman to pay attention to the red flags. I, that's another thing I talk about in my book. Like, don't ignore them. So if you can't fully be, be yourself around this person, maybe that's not the person you want to keep going along in life with. <laughs> just maybe, just maybe it's not the person you want to hang with. Right. Even though you might like the way they look or like their job or, you know, whatever. But uh, no, no, you don't want to be stuck with that person in a pandemic. <laughs> I think I think the pandemic has changed all all single people, but single women especially, because it's like now you know that you, you if you're in it for the long haul, now you know what you have to deal with. And I think that that's really what happened. Like people realize life is too short. <laughs> So <laughs> you have to be around people you really enjoy being around. Yeah. Oh, I think it's a thing. We've lived through a pandemic. So yeah. if you're going to spend your time with somebody, it better be worth your time. Yes. Uh, and <laughs> otherwise you're like, eh, that's a lot. I don't want to do that. <laughs> so, you know, looking back on what you've um, been up to for the last few years, what do you think you'd tell 21-year-old mm, Kai? Ooh, 21-year-old Kai. What would I tell 21-year-old Kai? Um, you have so much potential and don't let anyone make you believe otherwise. Because I definitely went through some things because I didn't have the confidence to believe in myself back then. So that's what I would tell myself. <laughs> I like it. I think it's a, that's a very good one uh and a great bit of advice and now that you're like obviously you're inundated of all these insane dating stories because i'm yes. sure a lot of people realize that you are the person who has to they're like hey kai what about this what about this what about this so to turn off that foolishness what do you do for your self-care so my self-care i'm all about first of all i do enjoy my yoga and i have created a little sanctuary in my garage because i used to go to my gym but then the pandemic killed that um so i do yoga and my other thing is my two things food i love good food same um, 
you know, if there's money to be splurged, it is splurged on something delicious. And that's like my comfort thing. I want to eat really well. So I'm always looking for the next delicious item that I might eat. Um, and then the other, my last thing is scents. I am so into the aromatherapy. I have, you know, I have the humidifier with the scented oils. And I also do like uh, my pillow mist. I don't know if you guys have pillow mist, but get you some pillow mist. It's so lovely to fall asleep in lavender. It's just beautiful. Oh, is that when you like a little, little spray? It's a little spray and it's for your pillow. So you spray it at night before you go to sleep. You spray your pillow. It's called pillow mist. Yeah, pillow mist. And it's just like, you know, you you lay down and it's just like, oh, it smells so good. So I'm I'm just like those things relax me. I feel like those are my self-care things, like eating well and then smelling lovely scents. Like I love my house to smell. You know, uh, it just depends on my mood. I pay, I have a whole thing of oils and I choose depending on my mood, but that's my thing. Like those are things that relax me. Oh, nice. Uh, so are you a sweet or a savory person when it comes to food? Mm, probably more savory, but I love chocolate and not just any chocolate. I'm a dark chocolate person, but wow. outside of chocolate, you know, I savory. I like, I like when <laughs> I, it's funny, my partner, he laughed because we were just talking about this earlier. Like when we first started dating, I'm like, I like food. I like to eat. You have to feed me. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, don't, don't be fooled by my size. I eat. I don't want any little tiny little, you know, like, you know, little carrot sticks and stuff. I want food. Don't play with me. I don't play about my food. I want food. I like to eat. You have, and lucky for me, he loves to cook. So it, it worked out. <laughs> Well, that's awesome. Um, yeah. Get you a man who can cook. Like that solves a ton of problems right there. Can he can, oh, yeah. can he be cloned, guy? Just out of curiosity. You know, <laughs> I don't know. But see, the thing is, he's very he's much like we're. It's weird when we first started dating. Both of us were like, yeah, no, we're not looking to date anybody. And we were having that moment, like I don't know, but this person is so I don't know. They're like me. We're very compatible. So I I think we just got lucky. Hey, that's that is a good thing. So yes. it's not. Let's put that on the on the good side for all of this. Yeah. Okay. So, last question for you: Do you have a give and or an ask of the audience? Give or an ask of the audience? No, I I've never been asked this before. <laughs> what so exactly that be, does that be? That could be buy my book, or it could be some advice, um, oh. or it could be both. You know, I mean, I invite anyone who wants to change their dating or their thoughts around dating, especially if you're a woman, please read my book. Like, I would be so happy that you read my book. But, you know, I, I, I'll see if I wanted to give I could give, you know, if one of your, your you know, listeners wants a book, I will send one of your listeners a book. I'd be happy to do that. Um, I'm always cool. happy to give away books to people. All you have to do is ask. I appreciate when people buy them, but, you know pandemic hard times if somebody's out there that really wants it i would be happy to send them awesome um cool what i'll do is uh if anyone is like a copy of the book shoot me a dm and i will happily um ship it to you yeah that will work
make it easy easy peasy well kai it's been such a delight to have you on the show it was totally worth the wait to get you on and chat chat about the book and what you're up to and just share your awesome story thank you so very much we'll put all the details in the show notes so folks can buy the book yes. and connect with you and read about like the cult that you uncovered <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. It's been a wild ride. It's been wild. I'm like, again, every day I'm like, how did I get here again? But you know, you're like, what? I, I didn't, I didn't do that. <laughs> but, then, but then here you go. We all have our own callings. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much, guy, for joining us on the show today. Thank you so much, Laura, for inviting me. I had a great time and we should do this again. And you got to come out to California and hang out. You know, I would love to hang out with you because, you know, I feel like we would have an awesome time. Oh, we'd, we'd be drinking and we'd be eating because I like to drink. Oh, no. You know, uh, one of my friends, you probably know her. She's out here. She's in the same circle as Tracy. She's coming over today and we're cooking. And, you know, she's oh. vegan. So Marcus is making vegan food. So it's very exciting. I don't think she knows that, though. But yeah. oh go ahead you will come out you will come out and we will have good food that's what we do <laughs> you have yet good food so <laughs> awesome and that is our show